Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's nothing I like better than when my good friends stop by to hang out and talk sports with me. One of my colleagues here at Intercom LA, Renee Taylor, one of the on-air hosts at K-Earth 101, joins me today to talk sports on This Lady Loves Sports. Let's go! Welcome to This Lady Loves Sports Podcast with Pat Prescott. Sports. She knows it all and is here to talk about it. So get ready to hear sports talk in a way that you've never heard before. It's This Lady Loves Sports Podcast. And here's your host, Pat Prescott. This is Pat Prescott, and today on This Lady Loves Sports, I get to talk to one of my girlfriends, one of my colleagues here at Intercom Radio. She is a Bay Area lady who has uh, traveled all over the place. She's worked in San Jose. She worked in Nevada. She worked back home in the Bay. And a lot of us here in Southern California know her from her work on uh, LA's Hot 92.3. And now she is with us here at K-Earth 101, part of the Intercom cluster. It is a pleasure to welcome Welcome to the studio, my radio sister, Renee Taylor. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Pat. It's so nice to be hanging out with you. I was so stoked when I found out what a big sports fan you were. And I mean, I always thought that you were super cool. I mean, even when you were at 92.3, we ran into each other a few times. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were sitting at a, a staff meeting here just recently, and we got into a great conversation about sports. And I said, I'm having her on. Thank you. <laughs> when did you fall in love with sports? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I come from a big fan. There's six kids, so there are eight of us all together, and uh, two boys, four girls, and my dad was into sports, and my grandparents were into baseball. I mean, my grandfather was that guy that listened to baseball games on the radio. Yeah, you know? my grandmother was, too. I remember uh, with Willie Mays. She would just sit there, and she'd go, say hey! <laughs> that was her thing. <laughs> right, so I was around a lot of radio sports growing up, and unfortunately, that might age me, but... <laughs> but that's, that's really okay. That's... Um, <laughs> Uh, what you know that's where where we got our sports at and so um just a bay area family that loved listening and watching sports in the bay area there's quite a bit of sports to get into nah, that's what i was gonna say a lot to love up there who are your teams uh raiders and the oakland Let us A's. pray <laughs> and, and uh the warriors of course uh hey listen but, you'd be really silly not to be a fan of the warriors but here's a here's the crazy thing about the warriors everybody loved the warriors but they could never do anything until now like it's like it's like finally that love that has blown Blossomed. Oh, it is. And they, I, mean, I think that's the way it is. Anytime you love a sports team, if you are a real fan, you know, mm-hmm. I, I spent most of my adult life in New York and longtime Knicks fan. And what if we had to be excited about since the 90s? Right. I mean, nothing right. really. But, you know, if at any moment, if anything good should happen for them, listen, I'm pulling out the Knicks right. jerseys and T-shirts. You'll, right. you'll be right, right there away. going, see, I was. I've Re- been here. Reliving those moments. I ran into John Starks, a, a several months ago and uh, who a lot of you will famously remember
remember from dunking on Michael Jordan, which mm-hmm. was one of my favorite moments in mm-hmm. Nick's history. Yes. <laughs> but he was a great guy. And I was asking him, so what do you think? That's the hardest thing, I think, to watch your team suck. Yes. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Yes, it is really hard. And you kind of just like, okay, every, you know, you kind of, they're still there. They're in your heart. You kind of catch up with them every once in a while. But uh, uh, true Raiders fan through and through have always loved them, even when they left Oakland. And I don't even know. Came yeah, now, that, here, was a, that was a whole thing. Talk about that because, I mean, I wasn't here. I think that must have been like in the early 80s, if I'm not mistaken, that 81 Raiders team yeah. uh, that Burgess Owens was on because Burgess and I were friends. Mm-hmm. That's how, and then Burgess liked, liked to rock his Super Bowl ring. Yeah. But um, that was a big thing, wasn't it? it? Oh, yeah, that, 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 that hurt our hearts. But and we still love them from afar. And I'm like you said, you were, I wasn't even here. I'm like, I barely was here with that one, too. <laughs> so I couldn't talk about their L.A. time, but uh, their Oakland time. I mean, uh, the Raiders, uh, I just remember my favorite time. Uh, this is why I love Howie Long to this moment, because it was Howie Long, Lott, and I can't think it was one more. They were just Ronnie like Lott. R- Ronnie Lott, uh-huh. and uh, there was one more defensive player, and they were just like the Iron Curtain. Like, <laughs> they were to us, they were the Iron Curtain. They, you know, that's... Pittsburgh. The steel curtain, yeah, yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. st- yeah, so they were our iron curtain, so to speak, and they were just, um, they were that was just like a great time for the Raiders, and and that's I think would pull me in. I love the, I love personality as well as a player. It's like it's it's not oh, no just question. just what you do on the field. It's what you what you bring uh, outside the field when you see them interviewed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, those yeah, a lot it's of the my- stories. I mean, mm-hmm. the stories behind people is what really fascinates me the most of, about sports. I mean, like I like real sports. I love watching that show because oh yeah so many incredible stories that you never heard about you know it's one thing to see the action you know out on the field but i want to talk a little bit more about this um idea of being a sports fan because i'm wondering when you're a fan of a team for example you miss renee taylor miss oakland raiders fan Mm -hmm. when the oakland raiders become the la raiders then you're not a fan of the team anymore i was a fan of the team i just wasn't happy with them because you know <laughs> it's like okay, let me just put it like this. I love my sister. My sister uh-huh. is my sister. She will always be my sister. There right. are times where I am not happy with my sister. <laughs> okay? <laughs> that doesn't mean I love her any less. Mm. I just don't want to deal with you right now because you're not you're doing things I don't like. Yeah, but you look at fans, I mean like look at Cleveland when oh, yeah. when LeBron left. I mean they Burned his, his jersey. See, I and I, I'm. That's not me. And you know, you're enti- you're entitled to be who you are. You got a family and a, you know, as a as a team member, uh-huh. it's like I I don't get that. <laughs> but uh, I but I do. I we did feel hurt when they left us. Okay, yeah. not. I didn't feel burn my jersey hurt, but it's like this. We thought this was your home. <laughs> like, exactly. where are you going? And and there was a hurt there, so there was a kind of you know a little distance from the team. Not 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 watching them, just distance yourself. So a bit. on the so, on the flip side, when they came back, what was that like? For oh, you? well, you should have been here the whole time. <laughs> it's like I told you, <laughs> should never left. That's right, exactly. <laughs> then it's like you embrace them. Thanks for finally getting it right and coming back to where you belong to your home <laughs> to Oakland this is that's why you're the Oakland Raiders it's like uh, you know but teams move we got we got Rams I was a St. Louis Rams fan too for a while oh I mean, you were oh my gosh Kurt Warner oh, oh I listen who is it's so easy to be a fan of Kurt Warner because okay. once again you're talking about an incredible, incredible. story mm-hmm. 
And uh, someone who has lived up to the hype and just turned out to be exactly who we thought he was. A great guy. He and his wife, uh, Brenda, I think it's her Mm -hmm. name. And, you know, they've stayed together. I I love what they do, um, what their mission is. I mean, with their church and all that stuff, too. You know, for every idiot that there is in professional sports, and believe me, there are plenty of them. I think for every idiot, there's at least 10 or 15 really good people whose stories don't get told enough. Mm -hmm, But Kurt Warner, those days. Kurt Warner was awesome. I had the Super Bowl party when they they beat Tennessee. That was one of those. Ooh, that was a that was was something. That was a game. Oh my gosh! Like I can I just remember being in my kitchen. We had TVs all over the house, and I'm like, (laughs) okay, everybody's in the living room. I'm going to the kitchen because I need to watch this game. Exactly. And so uh, I was in our kitchen nook watching that whole thing play out, and just you know. That was just yeah. I generally don't do Super Bowl parties because I want to watch the game. I'm I'm not interested in all that. Well, the eating is nice. I will say. Well, (laughs) not interested in all that ancillary stuff that goes on. That was the Kurt Warner L.A. Rams was the last Super Bowl party I had, and this last L.A. Uh, <laughs> debacle <laughs> was the uh, next Super Bowl party I had, and I guess there won't be any more Super no, Bowl parties. I mean, we're done with that now. <laughs> yeah, we're back to back on that. No, no ball, no uh, Super Bowl train. Well, let's talk about those Oakland Raiders, and you know, bringing John Gruden back and having him dismantle oh. your whole team. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I love it's a painful some, season, wasn't I it? I love Gruden, and I am not surprised that they had a painful season. I, I you can't. He's like the substitute teacher that came in. He got mm-hmm. a team that wasn't his. It Now it's time for him to mold his team. And yes, he made some decisions and got rid of people that he probably He made some questionable decisions. decisions. Yes, because, but who's to say that the people that performed so well away from the Raiders didn't perform well because they were away from the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So you can't say, oh, see, he shouldn't have let... Yeah, there's going to be a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda. Now, Always. And now, every situation changes based on, on the personalities that are involved. Because I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how good a player is. If I'm the coach and we don't get Get along, along. that's a problem. Right. And you're not going to play good for me anyway. Mm -hmm. So... I need to let you go, and and I'm looking at my team in the future. I got this. I can't do anything about it, but I can start making plans for next year's team, and we just got to play this out. If we luck out and get a bunch of wins and make it to a playoff, then, man, God was willing. If we don't, then Gruden has issues next year going forward mm-hmm. if the team doesn't start performing as far as I'm concerned, but I love me some Chucky, so I am all <laughs> in with him. Let's do it, baby. Well, what he's, you got, got? he's got a vision, and when you've got a vision, you know, fans need to understand that things are not going to happen overnight. They're mm-hmm. not going to necessarily change overnight, but I got to tell you, there have been a lot of times when I'm watching uh, Raiders games, and I see Gruden, and he looks like... He looks like he's got buyer's remorse, man. Like he, like sometimes I think he would probably love to be back, you know, in the in the booth. Yeah, well, you know, doing doing commentary and stuff. But because it's he, a hard game, it's it a is. hard job. And you see how many teams get there. It's yeah, it, it's not easy. And but he's got he's got time. And so, and he's got a, he's moving a team. He's got a lot of things on his plate that's, that once again, our, our Raiders are moving again. <laughs> Come on. Um, so he's got, that, that's some, he got some work to do. So I, I am looking forward to the Raiders and Gruden in the years to come. So, um, he won't be going anywhere for the next two years, but, um, year three, if they're not performing, they may give him the boot. Now, how about your A's? Talk about the A's a little oh, bit. Oh, gosh. 
You know, they are so significant in baseball history, really, because of all that analytics. I mean, that's where all that stuff started, isn't yes. it? Yes, and here's here's what hurts my heart about the A's. I feel like the A's sometimes are the farm team of Major League because look at all of the <laughs> people. True. Look at all of the amazing <laughs> players that have come out of the Oakland A's. And leave. And and that's what I'm saying. They start in the mm-hmm. Oakland and they leave. They end up on the Yankees. They end up, most of them end up on the Yankees, which we end I'm up I'm a having, Yankee fan, so uh, sorry. So we end up having I, I to apologize. play you. I, Yes, because you guys have a, the Yankees have a, they have a payroll that can support these amazing players that the A's end up with. I don't know. Well, also, also, then you must admit the Yankees have done it the right way. They have built from the farm team up. You know, those, yeah, those my great Oakland Yan- Raider farm, my, those- Oakland, <laughs> my Oakland A's farm team. Yes, they no, have. I'm talking about the Yankee farm team. I mean, you look oh, at, oh, you, that. I you, you look at my- like Jeter and, and Mariano Rivera, all of these guys, uh, they all came up through the Yankee farm team. Well, let's so look at there. the ones that came up through the, the Oakland. Bernie Jambia. Williams, you know, all of these guys. <laughs> all right. But you're right. Your team has supplied the whole league. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got to be honest about that. <laughs> and, and and it's like if they just kept half of these players, we'd be winning World Series or at least be further in the playoffs with them. It's like as soon as they become stars, they leave. Well, we see the huge paradigm shift in that kind of thing. I mean, there was a time when you could root for a team and where people played for a team and they retired from that team and their jerseys are retired. You know, now players play for so many different teams uh, because of free agency. Free agency has really changed the face. Mm-hmm of professional sports and kind of curious about what you think about that. I mean, because there, there are two sides of that story. I don't I don't know if um if you've ever read Bill Roden's uh, book, Million Dollar Slaves. Mm-hmm. He's a writer for the New York Times sports section. And he, you know, talks about how, sure, these people are super rich, but they are slaves to the owners of these teams who, you know, he likens to slave owners. And you got to you got to realize if these people can pay I'm talking about the owners now. Right. They can pay as much as they pay to mm-hmm. these players. Imagine how much money they are making now from ticket sales, from jersey sales, from all the little ancillary things that are going on and these these TV deals, right. which are making a lot of people very, very wealthy. Shouldn't the players have the right to go where they want to do and take their talents yeah. wherever they want to take and, their talents? And make their money too. <laughs> I have a family. I have, you know, a legacy. I have all these things that I need to support along the way. So, and, and you can't be mad at free agency and you can't be mad at players wanting to make that kind of money because it's out there and their talents deserve it most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, you, I, I appreciate it, you know, and, and the players should appreciate it because that gives them the opportunity to, to move on. Um, can you imagine being stuck at a team because you can't? Can yeah, you, it happens a lot to a lot of people. Right. You know, because, you, you know, you're this is where you're going to stay. And this is because this is all you have. But um, I, I appreciate it. And I don't know if that's the right outlook to have but I, I, mean, I think they I think they should have the right to do that but it does change things for you as a fan where you used to be able to look at your team and you know it's like uh, how on uh, inside the NBA at the beginning of the season they play that game who he played for <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. It's like I have to like become reacquainted Thank with all these teams. It, it's going to happen the same way when football season starts. starts. Yeah, I mean Joe Flacco is in Denver. Denver. I mean, I just want to yeah. see him in those uniforms to start with, right? Which yeah. is always weird to see these people change their uniforms. Oh, especially if you've seen them in like, <laughs> come on, you've seen them in a Baltimore uniform forever. It's like you're going to have to do a double take. Like, wait, wait, okay, all right, right, right. That's right. Flacco moved. I'm like, what is he doing? What, what does he? What colors he got? And then especially 
you if they play when they're playing Baltimore, you'll be like, oh right, okay, um, yeah, it 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 it, it yeah. It's, it's a lot of movement. And then, you know, you could also look at on the basketball side. I mean, LeBron James and uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh really started a revolution that we're seeing like spill over to, to all the other teams. And like it or hate it, um, it is a product of why, why shouldn't people be able to go where they want and play with who they, they want? want? Their owners get to do that. They get to have whoever they, they want. want. They get upset when these guys leave, but they will ship you out in the middle of the night. They, oh, right. Uh, during the season, the middle of the game. Right. They oh traded somebody. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Who was that? Oh, my God. Stop. I can't think of his name. That's kind of hardcore. He gets off the court and it's like, oh, you're going to. And, you know, these are this is these people are people, as you said before, they've got spouses, they've got children. You know, this means uprooting your whole family. You got to sell a house. You got all of these things. It's not that cool. Well, yeah, we kind of get a feel for that in radio. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We're used to it. (laughs) I'm like, let's talk about how many times you and I have had to up and move. And and, I mean, I've been fortunate to not have to move as much in my radio career. But the same thing happens. You're at work one day and you're not at work the next day. And, you know, it's because somebody above you makes a decision that affects you and your family. So why shouldn't I make decisions that affect me and my family? Yeah, it keeps life interesting. That's for sure. sure. That's for sure sure and now you look over at your uh golden state warriors who um a lot of people people are so jealous of the warriors there's a lot of haterism going on right now why is that and they want to talk about how they acquired um Kevin Durant, but to me, their real story is because I, I followed Steph Curry when he was yes, at Davidson. That's the story. And when I, I saw him in the tournament, you know, the story is Steph Curry, it is clay thompson mm-hmm. it is draymond, draymond green. green it is a team you know none nobody would have said these guys i'm, I'm gonna build a team on these guys mm-hmm. uh, but wow what an exciting and fun to watch bunch they are and is there any ego in that locker room i hope not even when they draymond and uh durant had that little tiff when durant didn't answer the question about how um is he what are you gonna do at the end of this year is he gonna you know is he gonna go with free agency and him and Green had that little tiff. And right. so everybody was like, oh, see, there's drama. Look at this. But Draymond has but, that with everybody. Right. Draymond so will get in anybody's face. Yes. That's who that, he is. That's his personality. And people get, oh, what just... But the, but of course, the haters were feeding on that. See, it isn't all... They were hoping. Right. There isn't all peaches and cream over there like we thought. They were hoping. Mm-hmm. They were hoping. But winning winning trumps everything. And I will say this. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, two of the coolest, most level-headed, talented people I've ever seen. I love that Steph Curry. Right. Well, and and it's so and Steph 
I would like to, and we could talk about this. My son is a future basketball player, maybe, but I would like him. I I constantly talk about Steph to him. It's like you got to be patient. You got to wait for your time. You have to put in the work. You have to, and if you do all those things, it's going to pay off in the end. I mean, look at that last contract Steph signed, and he went in not signing for any money. Exactly. But but he was never like you know. Where's my? I want to get paid. Show me the money. You know, none of that. Right. I just love that about him. Right. I, I think it's fantastic. At some point, you are making enough money. <laughs> it's like okay, this was his reward, mm-hmm. and that was great. But at that point, he was making enough money. Mm-hmm. That- it's it's all relative. You mm-hmm. know, no crying on the yacht. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's, what I'm, right. that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, and then you know, and then going through the injury, the knee injury, the uh, the ankle injury or ankle injury. Yeah, and he has problem. He's got weak ankles. Right. That took him out, and then wasn't really sure. So it it is a, a fabulous story, and to see how it ended. I mean, with him being on such a great team and the and being in the right place for him. Yeah, but to watch him and Clay on the court, it oh. is just scary the way these guys shoot. And I kind of think that with Clay Thompson and with Steph Curry, you cannot forget the lineage. You cannot forget that they've got dads mm-hmm. that were in the league. Yeah. Yes. Um, who taught them how to play, who exposed them to the world of the NBA from when they were little. Uh, did you see the no, picture yes. of Steph Curry? Sitting on um, uh, Allen Iverson. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just thought that oh, was so I adorable. I the TV. I was like, wait, stop. I wanted so to adorable. look at that. But I think also, you know, I know Michael Thompson, and and Michael is a hardcore dad, okay? Mm, well. He's got he's got Clay is very fiscally responsible because his dad insists on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that it it's a good thing when you've got somebody when you got a parent that like our parents couldn't teach us anything about radio. Right. They didn't right. they didn't know anything about that. And I mean, you have a very accomplished family, all the artists and stuff in your family. But um, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes the parents can't teach the kids what it is that they're about to do. But these guys have had that advantage. And I think it's worked for them yeah well i'm i'm i hope we can as parents of student athletes we can model our kids even though i don't have that lineage mm-hmm. then i can look at them and go look at this you know look at what they did for their kids yeah. this is how we can i can do for you well tell us about your son and what it's like being a sports mom um it, it's uh he's dabbled his way through a little bit of everything as most kids did played soccer you know did karate and then he kind of we do these things to keep them busy right exactly if you <laughs> let them figure out on their own what they're gonna do mm-hmm. nine times out of ten is gonna be something we don't like yeah so we <laughs> we kept him busy with different things and then he kind of stumbled into basketball he's actually tall he's five six and in the sixth grade um so and his he, mommy's tall too yeah well he and he loves ba- and he loves <laughs> basketball uh the thing I really I'm I'm not a uh, a tiger mom when it comes to basketball I want you to play I'm glad as, I want you to play as long as you're happy as long as you're interested as long as you're putting in the work like the other day he finished a game and they had they won and I said well, what did you like about the game and he said you know this this and this and what, what could you improve on my free throws I was like well tomorrow I want you out there shooting 50 free throws and he got up and put the time in I was like I'm not going to pressure you I'm not going to be like hey if you did your free throws because I came to work I'm like when I get home I expect you have done at least 53 free throws yeah, and I think that's a cool thing to certainly to have a mom 
who understands what you're doing and understands sports and come to the games and actually knows what she's looking at. Right. That's really cool, too. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, you throwing up some bricks, dude. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, That's right. Mom can be crueler than some people, too. <laughs> and we should be. So you can take it from somebody else. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's you got to toughen these kids up. This is a very soft generation of children <laughs> oh. that, that we have right now out there mm-hmm. but i know that for you know you, you you mentioned putting him in as many sports as you can get him into and and this is such a great way to learn how to live mm-hmm. you know being involved in sports and being on a team. a team and i'm sure you see him evolving as a as a person through those experiences oh definitely my son is very um very sensitive and very emotional so i see if he plays on the basketball level and in in a, in a finals type thing he's going to be the kid that's going to be on the sideline with his head covered in a towel when they lose crying because he's all that. these dudes cry yeah, i'm sorry he's they that. all cry some of them are like eh, we lost okay but i mean my son is going to be like it's like to the heart and may even be yelling at other players it's like okay you gotta we gotta channel that so uh you know when losing happens and, yeah. and we learn from losing yeah yeah. And what did what did what did you know what that felt like? Mm-hmm. So what can you do not to feel that again? Yeah, but when you hate to lose, then you're gonna really work super hard to win. I look at like Serena Williams to me is just the best example oh, of somebody who just hates to lose and who, you know, just to see her suck it up. How many times have we seen her just refuse to lose? lose right. Mm-hmm. And then there's that is another great story an example to show and 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 you know Charles Barkley is famous of saying we're not role models we're athletes well no you are actually role models you are actually role models <laughs> and you should care about that right you unfortunately you know? you've put yourself in a position to be a role model because you're a top athlete and I, mean, I think he's right it's not his responsibility we can't be mad at him if he's right. not that right uh, but how nice would it be if he would embrace that as right. so many others have mm-hmm. you know but the, with these athletes too and I don't don't know if you see this in your son or any of of his friends that are around him you know they are so when you when you're athletically gifted you are so coddled and uh everyone acquiesces to everything that you're trying to do throughout your life mm-hmm. till you get to a point i think where you are these are some of the most entitled people in the world yeah. we've created this and then we want to complain about everything they do but we've created these monsters but we do get to watch them grow up if they continue to be successful Serena being a great case in point. Right. Always loved her talent, but boy, she used to really annoy me. Right. You know, with the the tantrums and all that. Especially when you see Venus was so calm and ladylike and and the whole thing. But boy, has Serena grown up beautifully. Yes, she has. But life will do that to you. Yes. My son... talents are now he he is now catching up to he's always been a very talented basketball player but now he's playing at a level where there are a lot of other talented people around him and so he's learning to learn that oh now I got to put in some real work because I need to keep it upping my game which is a good place for him to be right now right because it's like ah, oh, he's just been riding it like oh yep yeah, I'm good I he's got a, he's got an eye for the court he's he has a lot of natural talent and it's like okay now but there's some other people around you now because you're playing at a different you know, he's come up from the 9, 10. Now he's up in the 13, 14. And these kids are playing. <laughs> so Exactly. What, what, how old is he now? He's 12. And he plays uh, 12, 12, 13U. Mm-hmm. And what's his name? His name is Elijah. Elijah? Uh-huh. What's his last name? Ward. 
Elijah Ward. I just want to know, man. We need to be looking out for your son. That's all I'm saying. Elijah Ward. Y'all heard that, right? (laughs) Check him out. And check out Renee Taylor, too. You can find her on K-Earth 101. And I have a feeling you're going to be back as a guest on This Lady Loves Sports. I think think you qualify. (laughs) I think you qualify. (laughs) Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me.